Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait. Are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. friends and welcome to core this is core episode 167 where john keeps jamming dirty quarters into bow slot and i wonder where the joust machine is i'm scott johnson with bow schwartz and john jagger i can show you could you <laughs> where the joust machine is no yes. you're where your nickel slot is i want to see where that is uh, <laughs> you have to pay for that kind of access. Oh, right. None of that's free. You got to pay to then be able to pay. I don't know about, look, jokes. Canadians, they have their own their own way of doing things. It's not the same here. Uh, but we're glad to be here. One Canadian, two Americans. What do you get? You get a show about video games. That's right. We're here to talk about them. Lots of stuff going on this week. Got a new... Uh, Division 2 game to talk about. I'll talk about later. Uh, I think I'm the only one playing that, right? Either of you dabbled at all? I'm not playing no. the Division, eh? <laughs> uh, John, but, no? Uh, so, we talked a little bit about my feelings on the Division. Yeah. Uh, and specifically the boring enemy types. Yeah. But when we talk about what we've been playing, you'll see maybe I'm considering. Oh, I might be a weekend and taking all of that back. Okay. I am actually very excited to hear about this now. I didn't realize Pride, we were going to uh, have cometh before a fall, eh? eh? Yeah. What's, yeah. You're getting yeah, very eh? all Canadian now. You've gone full Canadian. Is that even allowed here? I don't think that's allowed. I've been uh, faking it this whole time there. I, I just <laughs> I wanted to fit in with you Americans. And then finally I'm like, I just need to be myself, eh? So, oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, there you go. There's a lot of Canadians, Canadian things happening in my house because 
there are two or three people that are really hooked on Letterkenny, and so I hear about that all the time. Uh, I I listen to like the Trailer Park Boys podcast and other stuff they do, so that's very Canadian. And then we got you, so we've we've created a real Canadian petri dish of good times right here on well, tour. Next time, instead of uh, celebrating the Fourth of July, maybe you can celebrate Canada Day with us, eh? <laughs> what day is be that? real great? Get you some beers and. When is that? Time? Just so I know, when is Can- Canadian Day or Canada Day? It's on July the 1st. Oh, all right. So not too far off from where we did our thing. Were, were you guys just up there going, oh, man, what's, it's four days after ours, and look at them down there shooting off stuff and doing things. Does it annoy you that we just kind of do our thing four no. days after you? No. No? No. <laughs> well, good. This it, been- you're America. <laughs> you do things big. We get it. We're not. We're used to it. We don't really have any feelings about it. Well, good. Your movies are, are more bombastic. Your fireworks are crazier. Yeah. Your your demeanor is out there and extroverted, generally speaking. Yeah. I always thought yeah. it was strange, though, that you guys are really a lot like us in, in so many ways, but but you're not the bombastic types, and I can't figure out what the difference is. What you changed? guys are like, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. And in Canada, we're like, oh, sorry. Did, sorry, are I, you walking I, here? You sorry. Up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. And then the and real quietly we go, F you, buddy. <laughs> 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 this doesn't surprise me. All right. Well, let's just dive in and do our thing this week. I had a guy on Twitter say that um, while we're in beta phase and Bo hasn't created any music, he says it sounds like, what do they call it, John? Like old folks porno home or something? It's- so retirement show. Retirement show, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I think the I think he doesn't understand that I'm playing these these things ironically. They're not meant to be seriously taken. Uh, not really my kind of jam, but uh, I enjoy but them. While we're on the topic, eh? How's your uh, RRSP doing? I guess it's a 401k up there. <laughs> you making some good interest on your 401k? Hold on a minute. RSP is that what that is up there? Or we call them RRSPs here. Oh. And it's like an investment future uh put registered retirement savings plan. Okay. And smell the sweet bureaucratic name. Yeah, it's the register part that concerns me. <sighs> Who do you register yes. that with? The government of Canada? I don't that's a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. How's your a guy RS- named Steve? Yeah, a guy named Steve the Canadian uh, whatever. Do you have uh, what's your RS- RSVP up to now? Well, uh, I already forgot I, I what it's called. Know. You don't know? You don't have to tell me. I don't want to know. I don't know. I think I'm relying more on my pension than my RSP savings. And you do a CV there instead of a, instead of a um, what do we call it, John? CSV? No, no. <laughs> Not the file type. <laughs> John, John's brain's in Excel. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I live now. He, he's like, I don't care about Canada. Let me think about some Excel. Wait, what's it? Oh, resume. Excels. We call them a resume here. And then you guys call them I've CVs. I've called CVs here they're called both because french is one of our national languages and resume is a french word yeah it's very french word yeah Mm. i've never heard both but yes we say cv which i think is a latin thing right curriculum vitae is it that's news Mm -hmm. to me i just know that no one ever i've never talked to anyone who called it a cv except my british and canadian friends that's it Mm -hmm. never had a job where they're like bring your cv in no they say bring your resume in that's what they say I think it's because you haven't had to fill out a job application in a while. Scott. It's been a while, yeah. Because nowadays, <laughs> what they ask you to do is not only do you have to do a uh, a normal resume, yeah, but then you have to go to a website and put in all the same information mm-hmm. 
that's on your resume. Yeah, you do it again. Into a website and then attach your resume anyway. Yeah. No, it's jacked up. Uh, actually, I so let's it. answer this question. Last time I actually applied for a job with interviews and resumes and all that. Oh, my gosh. 1996. I was with those people all the way up through 2003. And then in 2003, there was a split off and I went with half of them to do the new business. So that was a new company, but I didn't have to apply for it. I just went with them. And then the rest of it from then till 2009 was that was those guys. So 2003 to 09 was those guys. And then from 09 to like 2014, I was doing frog pants full time and then a little bit of side work for those same guys. And then I stopped doing that for them altogether. So yeah, like it's because, oh, that's crazy to think about. You want to think over 20 years. Yeah. Even crazier. I was 12 (laughs) when you filled out your last resume. Uh, You're just running around getting Pokemon cards and being a, a little penis is what you were doing. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was all I did. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, that's a really weird thing to think about. And I was 20, let's see, how old were you, you say? What was it? 12. 12? I was 26 then. So you would have been, how how much younger are you than me? Not that much, are you? 10 years, a little more than 10 years? What? What? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. All right, well, anyway. Let's talk about cloud gaming. (laughs) Let's make the smooth transition to cloud gaming. Our fears, our thoughts, our hopes. Look, here's the deal. The reason this even came up today. Oh, my gosh. Who is texting me? Stop. All right. Microsoft just announced their cloud gaming platform. I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, They got really. Yeah. You did hear about it. Oh, good. So. Did you have any gut reactions? Did you hear about it and go, the future of gaming because Microsoft said it. I had my usual reaction to Microsoft stuff and went. Mm, <laughs> that's good. It's called Project, so, I mean, Project yeah, like, X Cloud, by the way, is what we're talking about. Yes, go ahead. Continue. Oh, no. I didn't have anything good to oh, say. Yeah, nothing or, good to say about it. <laughs> no, no, not a good, but just nothing of quality to say. I was still just reacting. Well, I, I, I remember on live. Yeah. I remember that, you know, and I, I remember watching videos of of rather corporate looking people yeah you know various videos talking you know sometimes they do about the future of gaming and you know cloud computing and gaming and it's just never come to light in a way that anyone's like the killer app hasn't been developed for it there hasn't been a real reason to do it it seems to serve corporate needs and interests but for the consumer like the way Netflix, everyone just is like, oh, my God, we love this thing. And they glom onto it. You didn't need to convince people that it was good because it was, as written, like just a great deal. And it's always, it's never been presented in a way that's like, yeah, you like gaming on your CPU, but game on our CPUs and you'll get this. And it's like, it looks the same as the non-stuff. I, I don't know, you know. Yeah, no, that's a, I think that's exciting a, as a consumer. That's right? a fair reaction. I think that um, actually the Netflix comparison is interesting because... Netflix did have its uh, progenitors before it that were like, um, wait, progenitors are people you give birth to. What's the other one? They had their, do I have that right? No. Progenitors came before. I'm thinking of progeny. Progeny is what you give birth to. I'm thinking progeny. 
Uh, anyway, that came and went and did terrible iterations of web TV, quote unquote, including Microsoft. Um, there are some bad times, some dark times. Netflix figures it out. They iterate and build it. And now it's this huge thing. And it kind of happily coincided with the growth of, of broadband uh, to the point that it's now the leader in its space. And there are a bunch of people trying to compete with it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I would argue that I've the reason I'm the reason I'm having an op- a more open mind about cloud-based gaming and streaming services that you subscribe to for video games, especially in the f- future, maybe not right away, but sometime soon that will be a thing, is because this all feels about right in terms of the steps we take to get to a thing. Um, another example, again Microsoft, but back in the early aughts, like 2002 and three. Microsoft had a Windows-based, Windows XP-based tablet. And it was big and heavy and hot. And uh, you could feel the fan blowing on your crotch the whole time. And the battery lasted like a minute and a half. Like, it was, it was a rough time. It was not the best iteration, but it was a thing and it was new. And so, if, you know, some people got excited. Microsoft went, ah, the market's not there. We're canceling it. Give it enough time. Give it enough iteration. Somebody comes along, in this case, Apple and the iPad, and they change all that. They make a a a uh, functional you know thing that makes sense in the in the place that it's in and it takes a while sometimes i look at on live as kind of like this early little poke in the night of like ooh, what really that's a thing not great kind of works sort of not really they couldn't get enough capital uh it was hard to say what was going to happen there have been a million little upstarts since then including some that big companies have bought, like Sony swoops in and buys whatever it was called. I forgot the name. Geico, 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 which sounds like one of John's anime friends. But anyway, they buy that. That's like a streaming game thing. And now that's what they do for PlayStation on uh, or now, is it whichever, whatever thing it is. They got plus now on uh, all these dumb names. View. View. They've got a million of them. Right. Yeah. And that thing is. this sort of cloud-based streamed gaming and i've always kind of my the back of my brain always goes oh don't be talking about don't bring that around here i got big hard drives baby i want real files i want to download the shit and i don't want to play no stream and nothing because i can't rely on this or that or the other thing but what i what i'm trying to be open-minded about is it does feel like this is coming and that one day people will look at it the way I look at digital downloads now. There used to be a time where everybody scoffed at that and said, I'm never using a download service to get video games. I'm going to go buy the disc. That's what you do. You get discs. Discs are what you do before that cartridges. Now, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a disc. It's been forever, like maybe 2014 or something since I bought a CD or Blu-ray-based optical disc with a video game on it. I just don't do it anymore, or movies for that matter. I don't buy Blu-rays anymore. I don't do any of that stuff. And so all I'm saying is, don't you think it's possible that now that you've got gigantic companies like Microsoft and potentially next week Google announcing their thing, which could be huge, uh, do you think maybe, you know, now's the time, here's the place, let's go? No. <laughs> no. And, and, and I have a very good reason for that, actually, okay. uh, parallel to this. All right. So, so um, there was an interesting article I read today about how, um, you know how people are like 60 frames per second on PC gaming is sufficient? Yeah. You get a good experience? Yeah. NVIDIA published some research statistics 
suggesting that those who play at 144 frames or 144 megahertz refresh rate and they're getting between 100 to 200 frames have better KDA in online shooter games than those who play at 60 frames. Mm. And that there are, there are reasons for that. And like I think savvy people who play like online competitive games are aware of this. They said it's not to do... Usually the argument with the 60 frames per second is your human eye can't perceive it, so what's the difference? Mm. But there's actually a tactile um, feeling to the game and your performance and reaction time to how the game moves that actually... It technically makes it pay to win to have a card that works at that speed. Now, I think that's the culture we're looking at here when it comes to competitive gaming. Fortnite's huge. Uh, video card company, like there's a lot of companies invested in the status quo we have now that would fight against. There's a lot of market forces and forces in the gaming industry that fight against the idea that we go to cloud computing because cloud computing means... Like it has to work flawlessly. Right. It, like as someone who's a PC technophile has to is paying to be assured that their performance is at a certain level, and that well, it just works. However, it's going to work is not good enough for the people who are interested in this kind of technology. And cloud gaming takes that agency, which is prized particularly by PC gamers, away from them. Now it could work for consoles and stuff like that, and it still might be huge. Right. But speaking for me personally, I'm like, until they tell me you will get better competitive performance and we can prove it, and that from playing on your own systems, why would I do it? Because then I'm putting it basically in the hands of my ISP. So if my ISP is just having a crappy day with my connection, then my gaming experience suffers. Right. So why, why, you know, we already have bottlenecks when it comes to ping and latency and stuff like that. Why would I give the ISP who are the sources of our constant frustration, even more of a point of failure for gaming. And I just think people are not ready. It could be in the future. I just don't think we, we need better infrastructure for internet before cloud gaming, I think, really becomes something that's going to take off for enthusiasts. Casual, I mean, Farmville's been around forever. I think Facebook gaming is technically cloud gaming, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, know but so there are spots where I'm sure it would do really well. In, are people even, I don't know if people even play those anymore. Can you even do a Facebook game anymore? Is that a thing? I guess I don't know. know. I never really did it. So it, it's to me, it might never have existed. I never really dabbled in it. But I mean, I remember you talking a lot about it back in the Farmville days. Yeah. And, you know, it was a real market force, like playing Zynga games on Facebook. I think it all moved um, off onto phones. I think that's. I think that kind of killed Facebook gaming. I could be wrong, but I think that's. Yeah, I think App yeah. Store's. But I mean, it. I think there's probably a market for it, but I don't think it's a dominant. You're, oh, Anthem doesn't work great. Play it in Chrome. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no thanks. I mean, you know, I like, look. So. I well, okay. I'm going to read what Microsoft says about it from a kind of a, a PR aim or perspective. And then John, I want to hear your take on this as well. Um, we'll see if this adds to the conversation. This is what they say. Scaling and building out project X cloud is a multi-year journey for us. We begin public trials in 2019 so we can learn and scale with different volumes and locations. Our focus is on delivering an amazing, sorry, amazing added experience to your using, sorry, existing Xbox players and on empowering developers to scale hundreds of millions of new players across the globe. Our goal with Project xCloud is to deliver quality experience for all gamers on all devices uh, that's consistent with the speed and high-fidelity gamers experience and expect on their PCs and consoles. Now, this is PR speak, obviously, so you know, none of this is proven. 
Uh, we've enabled compatibility with exi existing and future Xbox games hardware by building out custom hardware for our data centers that leverages our years of console and platform experience. We've architected a new customizable blade that can host the component parts of a um, Microsoft Xbox One console, as well as the associated infrastructure supporting it. We will scale these custom blades and data centers across Azure regions over time. Now, the thing about Azure is it really is like a legit monster of a uh, thing they're doing. And it's, and it's basically the thing that makes Microsoft the most money right now, and, and it has nothing to do with games. But they want to leverage it in the game space, and they're promising a lot here. So, John, have I gone any further to help convince you that your future of PC and console gaming might, just might, be played on the cloud? It might if they force me, but do I want it? No. No. Uh, I want, I, I'm in the same boat as, as Bo. Like, it's going to be a unique area where Bo and I are 100% on board. Uh, I When I first moved into this apartment, I had a, I think it was just an evening where I didn't have internet. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I became painfully aware of how reliant on internet I was just to have a quiet, fun evening at home just doing my thing. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I want to watch something. Oh, I can't watch anything. I can't, I can't put anything up. I guess I got to go dig through my box of DVDs at, on Blu-rays and dust something off and put it in a console that doesn't even know what a disc is anymore. It's like, you don't ever use this drive. And I'm like, I know. Why are you even there for this moment, this beautiful moment where I didn't have access to stream something instead? And I think about that and I think, boy, that sounds great. My, I'm having a bad internet day. So now I've got no gaming that I can do. We can add gaming to the list of things that I am now no longer able to do when the internet goes down. Mm. And that doesn't sound good at all. I mean, also, <laughs> you can look at how we handle things like net neutrality. And clearly, we do nothing but make great decisions when it comes to how much power we give companies over our internet. And... I just don't have faith in it yet. Now, mm. you said a big thing, which is it's got to work. If it works, maybe I'm a little more interested. Yeah. But so far, things like OnLive, that PlayStation, no, no, no. It, it's better to not have to download the game. Just stream it. No, I want to <laughs> download it. That's what I want to do. I mean, I'm not. Give me the option. I'm with you on all this. And so. That's why it's hard for me. I'm trying to keep an open mind about this because there are a lot of very smart people in a lot of places, uh, both financially smart but also technically smart, who think this is the future. So I try to think of things like this in the past. I remember using a Palm Pilot and people saying, well, we'll never have a phone as cool as this. Well, that's right. all BS, right, in the past. Like, of course we do. Smartphones have changed everything. Stuff can happen and it can blow our minds. I remember in 1993, somebody showing me a prototype of a VR helmet that was garbage, but it had the promise of one day this will look good. And it does now. Now it has the right. promise of one day this will be small and not such a giant monster you have to put on your head all the time. Like they're, all of those iterative, iterative steps get us closer and closer to this reality. And then I thought of a more recent example. In 2012, Blizzard, Blizzard said, hey, uh, you're going to play Diablo 3 uh, everybody and guess what you're going to play it with a permanently online connection has to be connected yeah. all the time or you can't play it people lost their minds and revolted almost every game I know of today these days comes with some sort of needs to be online to check especially in the PC games has, has some kind of online component it's very rare you don't find that anymore 
And so, yeah. and nobody complains. Nobody's freaking out anymore. Nobody's having a meltdown like they did with Diablo three. So I guess you could see well, that as stuff norms falling away and that's bad, or you could see it as, well, connections are getting better. Electricity. Well, I mean, is- it has the weight of something like Xbox. And I guess with the Google announcement, you mentioned maybe, I mean, def- it's got to, there's got to be a, maybe a cloud angle to the Google thing. So with big companies, it's not on live, like some upstarts trying to make something happen. It's getting the support of companies with the most infrastructure for gaming. Right. And for inf- like inf- IT, basically, like backing it, you know, maybe this is where we see that shift. And would know. it be cool to walk around with an Xbox controller in my bag and walk into the break room at work and hit a sync button? and maybe put a, a dongle in or whatever you got to do and be playing the game that I'm in the middle of playing of at work on a break because all this stuff is over the cloud and I don't need to take a bunch of hardware with me. Right. That's a cool possibility for a future thing. Yeah. But right now, I'm waiting for it to work. So I'm not going to be excited until the cool future thing gets here because I don't want... I This isn't a thing I'm interested in being the early adopter of. Yeah, me I don't either. want to beta test this thing. No. I well, just want it to be awesome and enjoy, you know, reap the benefits of all the people who did. Also, yeah. if the pricing's right, you know, the benefit of cloud gaming is that more people have access to it in places where maybe you don't get to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey because your internet is not good enough for digital downloads there or whatever the reason, but might be good enough to, you know, I guess affordability. If they if it's 50 bucks for a dongle and 50 bucks for an Xbox controller, you're sunk $100. That's way more affordable than getting everything you need to get a console together. Sure. And all the game. Like, I don't know if there's a price benefit, then. Well, in, in theory, if you've got just a, you know, a couple of years old uh, notebook, the idea is that you, well, okay. So I ended up in that little tester program for, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, since you brought it up. Um, they um, Google, what they called it, Chrome, whatever it was. They had a name for it, but it's basically supposedly part of the tech they're going to announce next week. But um, they let you play Odyssey over Chrome. And I was all kinds of skeptical about that. I'm like, yeah, that. And I got an older notebook, poop, popped that out, said, I'm going to try it on here. Let's see how this goes. And it was freaking weird how well that ran. Like, it looked like top end specs so it looked like i was running on my high end pc over here um but i'm not i'm running on a crappy notebook that would never run that natively and i was running on a wi-fi connection which wasn't that great um and it was pretty seamless in fact i don't think my I only complaint was it wasn't syncing my uh my uplay data with my uplay account so that my saves and stuff were there um it wasn't set up to do that you just had to start a, a raw game and go but it was looked, there a controller latency? No, none. That's what threw. That's what blew my mind. There was no controller's latency at all, none perceivable anyway. Now I would argue, or I would probably agree with you that if you're going to be playing Apex Legends as an example competitively, this isn't going to do it. Probably uh, there's latency there that maybe you can't see or perceive, but you're going to know it when you're in a Twitch-based sort of, you know, every millisecond counts kind of keyboard and mouse environment. Um, but if you're talking about just tons and tons of games in a library that includes everything from action adventure, third person RPG style stuff like the Witcher or like, uh, Assassin's Creed origins, which was new at the time. Um, I mean, the game's still only six months old or five months old, but it's brand new that weekend that I tried it. Um, along with, you know, 
hundreds of thousands of other games where you just want to be able to pick up and play this stuff. That was a that was a surprise. I was just like, oh, shit, this pl- this is all right, and I didn't have to do anything. I just clicked the URL, and it already you know already had my my um, you know Google account stuff already loading in, in Chrome, so I didn't even have to do anything. It just said, thanks for uh, helping us test this. Check this out. Bloop, ran it. I could compare it directly to the one I had raw ass on my hard drive next to me in the other computer. And it was, I still couldn't tell you the difference. I don't know because I couldn't tell. Like that's how, that's how awesome that was. In fact, I think I got a better frame rate on the Chrome one than I did at the time on my 1080 uh, with, with the same level of sort of settings or whatever. So I was impressed and I don't have great Wi-Fi in the house. Like all of those things really impressed me. Now, all of that being said, I'm still in your boat. I still have, there's so much they have to prove to me before I go, ah, we're here. We've arrived. Yeah. But these two well, gigantic s- companies, that's a big deal. It's like going from the, the Diamond Rio to the iPod, or it's like going from uh, Netflix Navigator, Netflix, uh, Netscape Navigator to, I don't know, at the time Explorer, I guess, but. Yeah, you know, like there there are these jumps, and they usually get made because somebody worked on a cool thing on live, uh, and somebody else with big money and lots of ways to to make it more of a realized experience come by and go, "Ooh, we like that. We're now going to invest a crap shit ton of money on this." And then well, boom. it's big for con- for the console companies because if they like, those are big money sinks for them to ship a console and have it yeah. fail is like a double loss. Like the the money we pay for it is not reflective of any profit, right? Profits made in the games. I think that's still true today, probably more so than it was in the past. Yeah. So if Nintendo just has an on online service, never they might have a weird controller they're always developing, but you never have to buy the the system. Mm-hmm. Then what do you even care? It's just Nintendo, right? right. Like it's just. Like if they deploy a new technology, so new games only work on version. Like it's Nintendo Cloud One and Nintendo Cloud Two. The consumer never has to see it. Like they just pick a game from Cloud One, the old generation, or Cloud Two. Like it, it doesn't even hit them. So they can stop with this iterative. We have to have press conferences and release our new box, mm-hmm. and and you can just put Jimmy in front of the TV, plug in your dongle. Maybe you got Cloud Two dongle, but it was fifty bucks. And they're playing on the, t- like, I assume, like, on a 4K TV, the image would be transmitted just fine over internet, yeah. like TV, yeah. like TV is. And I mean, I guess you it. should that's say, I guess I should say when I played that Assassin's Creed demo on Chrome, I don't, I mean, I don't think it was, it wasn't running at 4K because that screen couldn't even display 4K if I wanted it to. No, but I, I'm hoping t- it was 1080. Oh, like, it was at least uh, that. Yeah, it was at least 1080p. And because I went full screen and again, comparing it next to the 1080p version running over here. It looks great, but that's kind of, this brings me to my next point, which kind of supports what you were saying earlier and why I think that both can exist. I don't think this needs to be a one or the other sort of thing any more than, because what you described earlier, PC fanatics uh, specifically and console players to some extent, but mostly PC folks, um, they're a little bit like, like uh, cinephiles who are really into audio and video quality and they have the perfect home theater system and they were very specific about what components they bought to project and do sound and do all this. 
and it has to be just the right ambient lighting in the room and the projector is a certain kind with a certain lumens and the blah, blah, blah. blah. Like they go crazy for that stuff. Yeah. And they would and I never... can tell how my computer's feeling by the sound of the fan. It changes depending on which application's <laughs> opening. And I know whether it's a CPU bottleneck or GPU bottleneck based on the sounds that are coming out of it. Right, exactly. And those guys aren't going to be like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I got all this nice theater equipment. Clearly, I'm going to be cool with watching a... 720 interpolated kind of crappy stream from hulu tonight on this awesome setup no they're gonna have blu-ray uhd 4k dvds and whatever's next they'll have that as soon as it comes out so i think that there will always be this cutting edge place and then there'll be this other place where the rest of the world can stop worrying about i mean they can literally stream this stuff to their phones to their switches to their to their whatever device they want to, and the device doesn't matter, the service does. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible. You know, how quick and how good and all that, those are all questions. But that Chrome thing blew my mind. I'm not going to lie. It really did. I wasn't ready to, to turn my entire, you know, gaming world over to it. Take your PC out and throw it in a dumpster. <laughs> right. It's done. I wasn't going to I played do that. Assassin's Creed on Chrome. We're done. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but... You know, as a, as a guy who used to think it was really important that you had the highest def DVDs and then later Blu-ray and all that stuff, I just don't care anymore. And like streaming's fine. I'm I'm 100 cool with like quote unquote 4K Netflix and and the quality of streaming has gotten to a place where that's what we do. I don't do anything else. I mean, anything else seems World like a waste Warcraft of money to me. Literally streams if you don't download it all the way. Yeah, that's true. Although, it does. I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's still it's. I'm always like flabbergasted. You can download 20% of it and then you just can play it. And it's like (laughs) loading stuff while you're playing. Like, you know, I I think, I think you're not wrong. I think we're just stuck in our current mindset and we forget that how things can change because day to day, it's not noticeable, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I don't really want to buy a switch, but I would love to maybe just one day when I was just feeling like I just need to play a game cracking open zelda i just haven't you know i'm not gonna go to the store and buy the cartridge or order it on amazon just to give it a few hours play but on a subscription service i might try it for an hour go oh damn and then i start playing it just because i got that taste right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i did sub. we did subscribe i think all of us to the premiere subscription on origin which again it's not what we're talking about for cloud but it's similar from the other perspective which is paying for a subscription right who do you pay for a subscription for Mm -hmm. and how do you get a chance to try games that you wouldn't i'm not going to spend 70 dollars to try this game but it's in my subscription i'll try it Mm. so that's an advantage if you're a fan of gaming because then you get to try things that you wouldn't and that you might end up really liking so yeah Overall, I see that this is good. I just yeah. we're just not ready to I, go. I don't want to lose at Apex Legends, so <laughs> it's going to be a hard thing to reconcile in the future. Yeah. Well, now that we have all come together and agreed that hardware no longer matters, it's a good time to say I bought a new PC. Yeah. Hey! Woo! That'd be awesome. really funny if if you you paid like thousands of dollars for your PC and then literally the gaming industry shifted tomorrow and everyone chucked them and you were the only one left with a PC. Yeah. John, I have celebratory sound for you. All right, so you got a hot new... Is it there? Did you get it? No, it's uh, it has been ordered now. We're probably a couple weeks away from me actually getting it. Uh, I ordered it from 
it's not an ad. I know you do a lot of stuff with them, so it, it could seem that way, but uh, I ordered it from Doghouse Systems. Good. Uh, they, That's a good carry. They actually hooked me up really nicely because I had a processor uh, that I got from a World of Warcraft slash Intel partnership giveaway thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Still, they gave me a processor, and I was like, this is great. I don't want to build another computer. I'm <laughs> sick of that. And uh, I sent an email to Doghouse, and I was like, you guys want to make me a computer and put this processor in it? And they said, yeah. Yeah. And I said, great, let's do that then, because that sounds like <laughs> They're awesome about people. stuff like that. They'll totally work with people. Uh, on things like that but you you uh you're gonna be oh you're gonna be in heaven dude that's gonna be awesome i'm excited for yeah. you that's great what video so, card did i'm you sure end i'll up talk with? more about that sorry what was which that? video card did you go with i so that was actually a big debate for me yeah uh so what i went with was the rtx 2070 mm -hmm. good card uh it's it is good and it's an upgrade and uh i thought about going with the 2080 but here's my logic. Yeah. You tell me if this is sound PC person logic. Okay. I know within the life cycle of this computer, whether it's on the shorter end or the longer end, there's probably going to be one point where I upgrade the video card. I did it twice in my current computer. So I, I figure at least once there's going to be a video card upgrade over this. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it four times in mine. That's the easiest upgrade to make now because the jumps in GPUs outpace like everything else mm -hmm. yeah so the thought was go with a little bit cheaper still very good still advanced for what's there a little cheaper now and save that money for in a couple years when i decide okay it's time to to put in a new video card that's great i'd do that that's totally a good idea i, I think that's yeah. fine logic and plus the 2070 is a high performer there's nothing wrong with that card yeah so yeah you're real you're real good it's only yeah. a few notches below the 1080 ti yeah. according to this weird thing i'm looking at yeah which is negligible for anything you're going to put in there in the next two three years so you're going to be oh, kind of jealous this is awesome i'm excited that's I'm great excited yeah yeah you're going to be able to kick some some serious a but you guys can't tell me that if you had the option you wouldn't play uh -huh. if, if warcraft could be both played on your hard drive at home but also while you're out and around or on a trip or a business thing or something that you couldn't just flip up your, uh, your device, your phone, your whatever, sync a Bluetooth uh, controller or keyboard and mouse to it, whatever the method is. I don't have a problem playing those kinds of games like that. They're already ga a game as a service. It's already a cloud-based experience. And yeah, there's stuff on the hard drive, but so. It's like, yeah, I think that's fine. I, I think, I think, I think right now the having both seems like the logical step. I think the future step is everything. Yeah. Right now, I'm happy to live in a world where maybe we do both and hopefully both work really well. Yeah. I was just sure for so long that there was never going to be this time where it made sense for me to get all my games in a digital format, that there was not going to be some kind of disc involved, that I'd download it and it'd be fast enough to handle it. And all those questions, those issues that were there for so long, now I don't. I can't imagine a life without this. <laughs> like this yeah. is my preferred way across the board. Consoles, PCs, don't care. I don't want your cartridge, Nintendo. I don't want your disc, Sony. And I don't want any media, PC. Thank you very much. I just want to download that shit and play it. So I just feel like because that was such a seismic shift in my own thinking, it's entirely possible this 
cloud-based future, if you peel away all the PR speak and all the brand names and all the stuff that they use to get everybody excited and get right down to the raw bone of it, I think there's something there. How much of a something? What kind of something? I, I don't know. But good enough for a lot of people? Probably sooner than later. Think thinking. about when John has kids or grandkids. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. What what will they, you know, know as gaming? And it, it, it'll probably be this. Yeah, this something like this, sure. Unless like VR actually becomes a, a staple of a household uh, item of some kind. I'm not sure they don't um, go together. Like, well, I, there you go. There's that too. Yeah, future VR probably tied very closely to the future of of this sort of streamed content. I mean, the idea of having that thing portable and walking around with it and having augmented reality mixed with, with your VR. So mixed reality mm. is all the, pro- the real problem with VR is the price has to come down because you, you can't just have one VR headset in the house. No, I went to a friend's house and I was like, let's play VR. So one person's in the headset and the other two are watching the guy whack around and see we're like, you know, it's not, you need everyone to be, have headsets on and watch what's going on. So not only that, <clears throat> he's all sweaty and gross and giving you pink eyes as soon as he puts that helmet on your head. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody exactly. wants that. I got I to do the, to uh, I got to do the multi-person VR where you're in a room running around in a room. Everybody's got the backpack on yeah. and all of that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Was it all right? I liked it. Yeah. How'd they clean that it, up for you? How'd you get a nice, good, clean, uh, it's a, it's a question better left unasked. Uh, it's my least favorite thing about publicly shared headsets but But maybe we'll live in a future where a headset is like a cell phone so you have yours yeah you just have one exactly i think that's that is the future i think i mean it was literally my second vr experience my first being dactyl nightmare when i was like eight yeah uh and so now going to this it was neat and there was a, a part where you had to walk out and you were in a big, like, the Death Star, like those big, you know, non-OSHA certified tubes where there's no railings and it's just that infinite chasm. Mm-hmm. And they just gave you a little walkway that you had to walk across. Yeah. And I was like, in my head, I know that I'm just in a room yeah. with a bunch of people and I can just walk and I can dance wherever I want to. <laughs> and at some point walking across it, I had to turn and I caught myself going, oh, oh. <laughs> and actually really worried about falling off the edge of this thing. And it was effective. It was really cool. What I, they call I that? Really that, is a, that is a term. This is with your equilibrium in your brain. Yeah. Like actually, there's because a... my favorite VR program is the one where you're on a Ferris wheel and then you press a button and it throws you off. Oh, it's a simulator of like dying in a big crash. It's it's the best VR program ever. I love it. I really feel like I'm flying. I'm like, oh no. I feel like I want to try that now. I've never tried that. Uh, I think it was like it was back in the dev kit days, so I don't know if it's an official release. It's like on the Oculus. You know, you can download the crappy Unreal stuff people make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really, it was it's been my favorite one. I just love it. Well, they I lo- the, love falling. The word is presence. Now that I remember it, and be, when VR creates presence, like your brain cannot so much distinguish. You know it visually the stimulus is enough for you to feel like you're there like we're getting closer closer to that vr is not everything everybody thought it would be yet uh and i just don't want to be one of those gamers that gets so you know i don't want to be like those uh like a like a freaking um what were they called Uh, the radio ham radio guys that just refuse to i'll just sit here in my basement and do my ham i just i think that sucks 
Like what I, I what's going to happen is we're only going to want to get what we want to get. And so if it's bad, we're not going to get it and they won't sell them and it won't work. So for this to be good, it has to be good. But it all, I think on our part, gamers wise, and I'm not talking about us three, but I just mean people in general, we got to quit being so cynical. We're like a bunch of old get off my lawn men sometimes about video games. People in their late teens are like, no, I'm not playing that. That's not cool. Well, you don't know yet. You got to see if it's cool. And then if it's not, don't. And if it is, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think I feel properly chastised. I think I think we should be more open-minded about this. Yeah. Because here's the, here's the dream. It's 30 years in the future. We're still playing There Will Be Dungeons. Yeah. Except we've all got VR headsets and I'm streaming the game in the cloud. Oh, man. I, I have a cloud computer and I'm just dropping... Here's a little munchkin. He's gonna bite your butt, and you're like, "I'm Nash. Don't bite my butt." You know, it's, but it's all in VR, and it's all orchestrated live. You know, somebody's like, working on that. They have to be. If they're not, they will be. That's but the dream. It's so cool. Are, oh, it's such a cool. You are in a virtual world, and you have uh, some dungeon master making the encounter. So it's not a game that you can prepare for, right? And it's all kinds of stuff, and it's in VR. Yeah, like uh, what it is is you're talking about Neverwinter Nights, the old Neverwinter Nights from like 2003. Mm-hmm. That had that awesome dungeon master mode in it. That if you had everything working right, you'd have all these players connected to it. The dungeon master could just drop a dragon in the door behind that everyone's trying to get through. Make the lock easier to pick if he needed to. Like he, in real time, he's you know this world's being molded and changed. That, but in a walking around a VR, VR space, setting. yeah, like that's no longer fantasy. We could get there. We could do it Five now. Five different people be... connected. They don't have to download big clients. It's just cloud streamed. And, you know, if if that's the end result for cloud gaming, then I really want cloud gaming to work. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that would that, be a ginormous download. I can't even imagine what that would take, all the equipment. If you could just buy a VR headset, we could plug into Roll20 VR 30 years from now or whatever that, whatever, whatever it's called. And just play a virtual game that way. That would be amazing. So, all right, go go Xbox. Make it's it work. coming. Yep. Also, uh, just a quick note: Jade Raymond, who used to be at Ubisoft, she is the co-creator of Assassin's Creed. Uh, worked there for a long time, then moved on to EA for a while. Is now joining Google as a VP of something. Uh, we don't know what, but probably tied to this game stuff, given her experience and background. Uh, she's super smart, and that makes me excited about whatever they're going to show off next week at GDC. So watch for that. We'll see if Google has anything cool to show and if um, their cloud quick, plan is better than Microsoft's. I don't know. Quick question. Do you know if Amazon's in on this stuff? Because they got a gaming... like they Amazon cloud services is a thing, right? Like well, they're, they're huge. huge. Ginormous. And they have a gaming arm. Mm-hmm. I think that they've been working on stuff, they, but they have been quiet. Like They used to be a lot louder about this, and there were leaked images of like proposed controllers... Uh, that would work with the new set top box they're working on and all that. And then that all kind of dissipated three, four years ago. And they've got an MMO coming out soon, which Ooh. I can't tell what that's about. A lot of people in the industry still working there. So I think there's stuff going on, but they haven't been as loud lately. So I don't know. I don't know. Amazon. The only thing I heard was that, that ball game. Oh, right. <laughs> what was that? that it's like, game. it's like mobile ball. Yeah. Mobile ball. I don't know what it's called. I, I don't think it, took off in the long run no i don't know i don't feel like they maybe have the lead here but we'll we'll see if they have anything to say uh all right so there's that that's a good time i there i have a lot of hope in this and so i hope people have an open mind leading into it 
again, I play those ironically. Okay, everybody? It's not because I... That's just a weird thing to get in a, t- in a tweet. It's like, you guys sound like you're playing old people music. Yeah. They, it's it's the comparison from the old rock and roll. Like, people come to core, they know it's like, bah, 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 and yeah. they're just they're like. All right, well, here, I'm going to make them happy for one second, okay? Let's make those people happy. I'm all about making people happy. I keep all these, you know. So here's this. I like the easy in. What? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Boy, I really Remember got you going the there. on core where we talked about the easy in. Uh, hold on. Here, this one? No? Don't be such a z- <laughs> I can't find them now. Well, anyway, they're somewhere and they're great. <laughs> All right. everything. <laughs> we're still playing into the retirement show. We're like, where did I put that damn sound file? I can't find it. <laughs> I, Cam? I, I moved that stuff around and I don't know where I put it all. Oh, I know where it is. It's in a drive I can't. Yeah, it's not. Okay, anyway, that's what's going on. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. Uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection is coming to PC as rumored. However, one of the well there are two big surprises. One, it's coming to Steam along with Microsoft's own Windows Store. And that's a surprise for a lot of people that they're even bothering putting it there. But I think that's great. So it's coming to Steam and it will include Halo Reach, my favorite Halo game. Mine as well. Ooh, really? Of all the yeah. Halos, that's the one that really got me for some re- whatever reason. And uh, a, a remastered version of that is worth it alone just for that, in my opinion. But getting all the other Halo stuff is cool, too, I suppose. Uh, John, are you excited about... <laughs> I'm super excited about this. Now, they did say they're going to do something kind of cool. I, I don't know. Maybe you think it's cool. Maybe you don't. They're releasing it in waves. So they're starting with Reach, and they're going through the series chronologically. Backwards? So... Uh, no, because Reach takes place before Halo 1. Oh, it's a, I forgot. That is a prequel, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It's made later, but it's a prequel. Okay. Yeah. It. And it's the best one. So we get it first, then everybody's happy. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's neat. I, I just think that this is a really cool idea. Microsoft has a store where you can play just about any game that comes out on Xbox One now, recently. And I don't use it because... I don't know. It's buried in some Windows app that I don't like that logs me into Xbox Live and I see my avatar and I go, oh, what am I doing? Uh, I don't like it. Of all the stores, I it's probably my least favorite. And so to see them working with Steam is really cool. I, I It doesn't necessarily have to be Steam, but that's a good choice. And seeing them get along, mm-hmm. uh, I think, is a good sign because, you know, I, I don't have an Xbox One, but there's plenty of games that came out on that system that I would like to play. And uh, I could definitely go for some more Halo. Halo's great. There's nothing wrong with Halo. Do you get Halo up in Canada, Bo? We do. That's <laughs> never one that I really... Uh, it, was, it was a hangover game for me. Sure. When hangover, what do you mean? You'd play it? Oh, you'd play it like when you were hungover. Like okay. it was Sunday, and I was like, what do you want to play? I would bring no working. Play Halo. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so like I always enjoyed it, but I never like went out of my way to like be enthused by it. It's, it's good. It's fun. Yeah, I don't think I'll I'll get it, but you never know. There might be one of those days where mm-hmm. it'll scratch that itch. So I'm, this is not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, they it's should. Got... We, they need to do more collected editions, like they need a re-release of Mass Effect, the original anthology, stuff like that. So I think this is good. Yeah, John, what it's are you got say? so many fun memories tied to it. The original Halo for me. I remember getting that game, inviting a friend over, 
him and I doing co-op on that and just we started playing it we started playing it and playing it and it I said all right you gotta stay the night we gotta just keep playing this game call your mom make sure it's okay so he calls his mom and she says no I don't want you you can stay late but you are not staying the night all right fine we'll just play a little more halo we're just playing playing more halo more halo more halo and next thing we know there's a weird light on the wall that is in fact the sun which has now come up and so we go racing to get him home so that he can honor his mother and not have broken a promise to her and uh apparently as he snuck into the kitchen she was sitting there with a cup of coffee and uh he said oh hey mom i didn't know you were up i just uh just thought i'd get an early start and take out the trash and she goes oh that was nice of you Oh, she bought it? She bought it. I guess. I guess. That never worked for me. Got away with it. My parents always knew. They always knew somehow. Uh, Well, that's all right. There's way worse things for you guys to be doing in the middle of the night than playing Halo. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, Reach is a hell of a thing. That's enough for me to get excited. And that's coming. We don't know when this year, though. But did we get a date? I don't think we got a date. Date? No, they, they were very excited to tell us about it, but not when. Let's see. It's going to support 4K, 60 frames per second, upscale a bunch of stuff. Let's see. Um, uh, Reach multiplayer will be a, a free add-on for anyone who already owns the collection. Um, so if you already have this on the Xbox platform or PC, or I guess it's not on PC yet, but the Xbox version of the uh, Master Chief collection, that's all a free add-on. So that's cool. Let's see. Yeah, there's no date. So there you go. Maybe uh, they'd launch it at this could be what this would be a good thing at Microsoft's press event to say it's out today. You know what I mean? At E3 because they're going. Yeah. Everyone else backed out this year, but they're going. So shouldn't say everybody, but no EA, no Sony, no Nintendo. Who is the there was there was is none- there going to be an AMD gaming show with day nine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Part of me hopes so because I like doing those commentary things that we do. But, oh my gosh, no! Um, it's so rough. It's really rough. Not it Day Nine's fault. It's not. Time. It's not Day Nine's fault. By the way, even when it was the roughest, it's not his fault. It's no, no, not he's him. Great. He's fine. He's a- in fact, he does great. He's like the stoic guy in the storm with a microphone and a camera and an umbrella while the hurricane's going on behind him. Like it's not his fault that that thing is so bad. But uh, yeah, this year was or last year was what was was tolerable. Yeah, we'll see if they uh, if they do it again this year. But uh, yeah, E3 is looking real strange from this angle. We'll have to see how that goes. Anyway, keep your eye out for everyone's favorite master, the Chief. Okay, somebody, Bo, I think put this in our Slack earlier. EA apparently paid Ninja, popular streamer Ninja. Uh, who, by the way, has less people following him on Twitch now than Shroud and some others, so I don't know why everyone keeps talking about Ninja. But anyway, $1 million to stream Apex Legends, reportedly. And uh, that's a lot of money. And it kind of tacks onto that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about whether that's cool or not. Is um, it, though? I mean... Because I've been thinking about this, and <laughs> yes, a $1 million is a large sum of money. Yeah. But when you consider the fact that Apex had no marketing budget because it was just dropped and you say, okay, well, their marketing budget was they paid a bunch of streamers. And instead of 
buying commercials and websites and print ads and uh, time on Twitch and all these things. They just paid a streamer to play it. Yeah. It's not that much money. They probably came out ahead on the whole marketing. Well, I think they paid a couple of them. I just think the news is we know Twitch is, or we know Ninja's number. Yeah. We we didn't know what, you know, they could have been five grand. It could have been 10 grand. Reportedly, it's a million. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the, because I know Shroud, I was watching Shroud stream during launch and he said that he was paid for playing it. But then he's like, but now I'm just playing it. I'm not getting paid. I could have stopped, but I love playing it. Did he say how much? He didn't say how much though. No, no one's been disclosing that kind of stuff. Like this was disclosed by anonymous sources. But it was reported by Reuters, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the routers reported Reuters, <laughs> the machines do. Yeah, <laughs> the Wi-Fi gave it away. Um, <laughs> so routers reported it from anonymous sources. So apparently, yeah, I would assume that this was like um, the anonymous source was a verified source by the people reporting it, not just you know, hearsay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that kind of was, I mean, I kind of knew that was the case when I was playing it a lot, but that kind of goes hand in glove with the way that some things might be pushed in a, in other realms, like, you know, music and pop music. We all don't, we don't like pop music. It's just stuff they manufactured or whatever. And it makes, it actually makes me feel a little crusty about the whole apex thing because I definitely found out about the game by one of these streamers who were paid a lot of money and I went, you know, headfirst into playing the game and I feel, what's the word uh, for it? I feel a little suckered or manipulated. Manipulated, sure. Well, okay. Let me, pop music just fine. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you this though. I think John makes a pretty good point. So I'm going to take, let's pretend John is the devil and I'm his advocate for the moment. Not hard to do. No, little horns sticking out and all that. Um, kind of what is the difference as long as they're disclo- disclosing it because the reason these guys are such hot properties isn't because they're good looking or anything else it's because their followers are not just followers who are passively watching a thing they're rabid followers who gets close to people worship people that follow these guys and so they know that they're going to get way more engagement on anything they push or promote or otherwise say they like and so if I'm a company and I'm used to shelling out a million plus dollars for an initial wave of uh, promotional budget, why wouldn't I do this? Like, what's the difference to, to them? And what's the difference to us? Honestly, the biggest thing for me is did Ninja acknowledge it? I don't mean the number, but did he acknowledge that he was paid to do this? Did Shroud, like you said, you heard him say it, but did these guys say, yeah, we're, you know, they paid us to play this and, went on to say, but I really like it. Like I'd tell you to play this, even if I wasn't paid, like I'm, I think I'm okay with it because I think what rubs me raw or makes me irritated is, is mostly just a petty thing of like, heck, can Ninja get a million dollars. You know, like it's easy to just look at these, you know, it's easy to get all bad. These punks with their millions of followers. Like I'm not, I wouldn't mind being him and having all his followers. It'd be all right. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't think it's dirty or underhanded or any of that if disclosure is happening. The problem is is it is it always happening? In a lot of cases we know it isn't. Like go watch that Fire Festival documentary prepared to be freaking blown away by how much stuff is not disclosed to you about the from the people you follow. 
because uh, it's rough. But in this particular case, if they're acknowledging it at the time that they're playing it and making it clear, then I think I don't have I don't think I have a problem with it. I don't know. No. And it worked. It got Bo. I mean, he doesn't feel great about it right now, clearly. Well, but... it, it didn't get me, although they're counting me in their statistics. They're saying 60 million players. But I'm not playing the game right now, so it should be 59,999 and 999 players. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, like I just feel like I got swept. Again, that's my approach to games, where I, and just life in general, I think. It's... it's I, I don't and there are people like me and I don't think it's a wrong thing I don't feel like I don't enjoy being swept up in things where I feel like I've been made a pawn as a part of the whole thing right and and I was in this case you're absolutely right and it's a good game but I don't know I just I, I don't I, I don't know that's just my, my take on things I think uh, I don't like feeling like a chump and this makes me feel like a chump and feelings are subjective so I don't like I don't like that about gaming to begin with. I guess I don't know. It, it's hard. Like I think when when I pick personalities out, and this is this is more on me than on the industry, maybe. But like when Scott recommends a game, it's because I've been listening to him for years. Yeah. But I, you know, I found out from Doctor Mustache, and I just <laughs> followed Doctor Mustache. I don't really know why I did it. Like I, if I didn't follow him, I probably this probably wouldn't have happened, mm -hmm. and I should unfollow him because I'm not a fan of like the. And it, it might be my age, but, you know, the PewDiePies, the people that have to turn Twitch streaming into a kid's television program. I'm so good at gaming! Look at me! I push the button! And they're just like, they just behave like idiots. Like, it's appealing to a lot of people. But I feel demeaned having let myself be led on by this. So I'm actually going to go unfollow Dr. Mustache. Wow, but... he's got it. He talked himself into it. Yeah. I, well, know, it's mostly think... laziness that why I don't do it. I'm like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. But I, actually... I think it... It takes a level of adjusting how we interact with things, too. Yeah. Like the other day I was watching TV, a commercial came on that was trying to convince me to buy a coffee. And it was like, hey, look at the results of this taste test. And it's a bunch of people going, I like this one. And they go, well, it's this. And they go, oh, <laughs> and they're really shocked. <laughs> and it's like, what is this supposed to tell me? Yeah. Of course, the commercial for this product is nothing but people picking that product. Yeah. If you want to wow me, show someone picking the other product and go, it wasn't everybody. Yeah. But it was a lot of people. <laughs> but they don't. They don't present it that way. When I was a kid, that would have fooled me. I saw the Pepsi versus Coke taste test and oh, I was yeah. like, mom, more people like Pepsi. Yeah, why aren't we it's getting just that? A fact. Yeah, what, what's, look at what's Coke look at these business? people. They're trying Pepsi right now and liking it more than Coke. Sure, it's clearly better. Uh, I learned as I grew up and got older. Oh wait, no, I'm being fed a lie mm. and I'm choosing to believe it. And now I see a commercial just like it doing the same thing, and I'm going, mm -mm, no, yeah. I know what you're doing. I'm not interested. Uh, and I think this is just another evolution of that. It is the, the, a bunch of streamers going, oh, we're loving this game. It's so good. Yeah. And it gets a lot of people excited and talking about it. And even if let's say because you said it was about disclosure, let's say those streamers were all saying, yeah, we got paid to do it. But I watch them and I go, well, let me try this game and I try it. And now I go tell someone about it. I didn't get paid. 
but their advertising payment totally worked because now I'm getting other people to jump in and play it based on the advertisement they spent on a streamer. Right. Like any advertising, the idea is there they hope it it transfers. It moves, you know, goes word of mouth after they your initial knowledge of the thing. The biggest difference mm-hmm. is there's a flesh and blood dude on the other side of this thing or lady who you are just fully devoted to. I'm, you know, fans of these streamers. You're so devoted to them that anything they say, you just take it seriously. And you go, oh, okay. Like, I just think there need to be some common rules. And I think it needs to come from within the community and not placed upon them by some governing body. Because I'd much rather see them do like in the 90s where video games came up with their own rating system and not have some government force it down your throat who don't understand games. Instead, the industry did it. And that was great. And it's lasted up till today and still goes. Uh, in multiple markets around the world. So why not come up with a way? I don't know what it is. Maybe somewhere on your overlay, it just says, the game I'm playing today was paid for by so-and-so for me to play it. All opinions are my own or whatever. Just some clear demarcation, self-imposed demarcation that says, we've all kind of got this agreed upon idea that this is how we disclose. Um, They kind of, you know, people on Instagram sort of do this with the at or the hashtag ad to let people know it's an ad for the shirt they're wearing or whatever it is. Like I had to put, I put this in the stream today. I just put uh, this hat is not an endorsement of Under Armour because in the chat someone was going, well, what about that Under Armour hat you're wearing, Scott? That looks like an endorsement. It's not. It just happens to be a hat I have. And my also my head's huge and nothing fits me. So I'm happy to have one that fits me. Not a direct endorsement of them, but I guess thanks to them for having a hat big enough to fit my freaking floppy head. It was sent to me by a fan, not even Under Armour. So my point is, like, clear disclosure i think it matters and i think it's important at least when you're watching a commercial john whether it's pepsi versus coke tasting on some street corner you know it's a pepsi ad because it's on tv and it says pepsi the choice of a new generation like you know enough to know that's not some third party independent person saying ah pepsi that's the one i go with that just needs to happen somehow in this world this new space where we're trying to endorse things to each other. I think it's possible. I have optimism about it. And so I guess what I'm saying, bottom line, is I totally get Bo's feeling, and I have that feeling. I'm trying to I'm trying to see the end game. And I think it can be I think we're just in a Wild West period a little bit. And it's gonna be so much better if we the podcasters, we the broadcasters, we the streamers, we the content creators come up with a way to do it because if it comes from somebody else that's gonna suck bungholes and i'll tell you what you guys over there in europe your parliament people there in uh, the i don't know who handles all this the eu people who are always slamming apple and google and everybody else for all their anti-competitive stuff y'all are hardcore so it'll probably come from that side of the world first and we should do something now to get ahead of it so that we can take our own responsibility for our own stink fix it and then Everyone else can emulate it. How, what do you think about that? That's pretty good. I was on a soapbox there for a second. Yeah, I think that's good. I think, I think that's that right. Good, I think that was a good soapbox. Thank I, you. I agree with all of it. Thank you. Also, gonna, I, was, I also feel like you have a you have a mature adult response. Like you're like, <laughs> I understand your feelings, but yeah, you know, it, it's a tricky thing. And I realize that you know we do a show and like there's you know marketing and the things that go go along with that, but. Um, I think it's just I'm the wrong age group for some of these streamers. And I think it bugs me. Right. 
Like I think of uh, you know, Sky, you're a mature adult. Uh, I mean, yes, sir, you do scream a lot when you play horror games and stuff like that, and that's funny. But like, it's it's um, I think it's just I'm just I just get irritated when some obnoxious kid is, and I'm like I'm following them because they're in the zeitgeist, and I'm like, why am I doing that? So I've now unfollowed all those streamers that do not meet my taste. There you go. So no more Doctor Mustache. No more Dr. Mustache. I don't oh, like Dr. Man. Mustache. Not All for right. me. Well, this is here's the taste of the scream. Things He's that make nice you go. There you go. That's me screaming. That's my that's my speed. <laughs> if if I hear clipping in my headphones, you know you got you and, got what you want. And if frequency that would make rats explode, yeah, then <laughs> that, that's me. How about how about this one? Oh shit! Like, Freaking frick! Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's all right. How about this one? Freaking <laughs> I think I heard John in that one. Hold on. Let me play it again. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, my gosh. I did it with my stump. That was my first yeah. RE7 run through with John, and I was uh, saying Whew. dumb stuff in there. Here's Not another stuff. one. <laughs> <laughs> that one is violent. Yeah, that, that one rough. sounds like you're actually being hurt there. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. After my time in this uh, Outlast Two business, freaking, it's rough, are you, man. Are you playing Resident Evil Two? No, are but you... all right. So here's some full yeah, disclosure for let's, you. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this for a second. So I played RE Seven. People decided that was funny. I played it again because someone bought me a copy on PC. Says, "Hey, play it again. Play it again." And this time you'll beat the whole thing. I said, "All right, fine. If I guess if you're buying, I'll do it." Full disclosure, bought me the game, I played it, and screamed like an idiot, because that's what I do, it's not on purpose, I swear it's not an act, it's just me. Uh, so then there was that, I beat that, saw Chris Redfield and walked away from it. Uh, along came uh, somebody else and said, ooh, I'll buy you a copy of Soma if you play that, that game's really disturbing. And they're right, it was. Freaking Soma, deeply disturbing. I did not like Soma. I mean, it was a good game. Good game, well done guys, made a nice game, scared the living hell out of me, beat it, finished it. Right about then, someone says, oh, Outlast 2, got to get you Outlast 2. I'm like, all right, well, how bad can that be? That game is seriously, nightmarishly bonkers. I mean, I it is unsettling, to say the least. I, I ugh, Outcast, or Outlast, not the rapper Outcast. Is he a rapper? More of an RV It's guy. a rap group. Oh, okay. Comprised of Andre 3000 and Big Boy. It is really, really hardcore and hard, hard to watch or to play. Uh, and not just because the themes. I don't know what it is. There's something in there. It's magic juice that's really got me freaked out. So then I'm almost done with it. I probably got another session left on Thursday, tomorrow, uh, where I'll do the stream and finish it. And lo and behold, in my inbox, someone has, uh, his name is, we'll call him, uh, I don't want to give his name. Maybe I should. Well, it doesn't matter. Someone uh, bought me. Resident Evil 2, the remake uh, that John's been raving about. Uh-huh. Now that there's a mod to turn Mr. X off. Nope. Maybe. Nope. <laughs> Mr. X is like 50% of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, the fun. He's not in the old game, though. Yes, he is. In the, in the original yeah, RE2, I thought it was yeah, in RE3 is. that I got chased around all the time. Nope. I remember him. He's in there. Many years ago. But he wasn't constantly following you, right? He was. He Well, it was different, but... It, it was mostly in the police station. I think once you got past it, then... 
he stopped. All right. Well, it's right. in keeping with my rule that I will I will play games that people purchase because that feels like the way I would pay you back. Otherwise, I'd never buy this for myself. Like, there's no way. And John thinks that's crazy because it's a great game and all that. But all right, fine. We leave him on. Can I can I turn him into the train guy or? or uh... Nope. Oh. Nope. You need at least one vanilla playthrough. Okay. Of a scenario, and then if you beat it, and we decide you need, you should do more, then you could throw mods in. There. So I can't put Thomas the Tank Engine in there. You're saying not on your first playthrough. That sounds almost more scary, though. You sure? I'd let you do the DMX one. Oh no, dude, that is scary. <laughs> I saw a video. It's still scary. <laughs> well, anyway, that's happening. So keep your eyes out for more frog pants plays and me being a fool i did take a break a two let's see two sessions ago where i just had outlast who was killing me so i loaded up um yakuza zero i've never played a yeah. yakuza game before and you like it that game's great <laughs> they're really weird they're yeah. weird weird games um they're completely subtitled so it's all in japanese with subtitle english subtitles the story is ridiculous did you meet Majima yet? Uh, I don't know. He's the best. Maybe. He's the club owner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, play yeah. him. He's an alternate character. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I know. I, I have met him, or I did meet him. Um, here's the problem, though. That game doesn't tell you this at all, but you're supposed to save at the phone booths. They don't tell you this. So I got all the way to this really important story bit, and... The game wouldn't let me continue in the menu. Nothing I did, controller, mouse, nothing would work. Messed with it forever, forever, forever. Like, well, I guess we'll just restart. Hopefully my my last save's close to this. Fired it up, start a new game, and continue is grayed out. No. That was two and a half hours of of, uh, playtime. I said, nope, I'm done. Hey, Steam, how's your return policy doing today? So I I don't have that game anymore. Oh, that thing was weird, though. Just even the bit I, the two hours I played, what a weird freaking uh, weird game. I don't know if I liked it or not, though. I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's good. Yeah. I did a lot Are of we voices. Are going to try and play Resident Evil 2 together? Is that the goal? Are we going to try and find a time we can do that? Yeah. If you're, if you're open, I think that's the way we handle that one. Yeah. Because I think given your, given your knowledge about what's going on in there and your multiple playthroughs, I think yeah. I would still freak out, but you would have a better, uh, handle on things if you were in there with me we'll get you through it all right how is that thing with mouse and keyboard it's okay uh i don't know i played it with a controller it seems okay all right i've seen people play it with mouse and keyboard no problem all right what if i do this (laughs) all right (laughs) i would expect it yeah all right uh that's that now this uh and good luck ninja i'm sure everything will be fine Hey, um, <laughs> best wishes to you. <laughs> best ninja. wishes to you, one million dollar ninja. Hope, video hope game. that million dollars works out okay for you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, I mean, thanks for recommending Apex Legends. That's two weeks of work for him because he he claimed to CNN in their interview that he makes five hundred grand a month. Or sorry, it's two months of work. So five hundred grand a month plus a lot more in a good month was his quote. So I think he's he yeah, he's fine. I mean, honestly, that's just a, that's just how much money the dude demands. Like, I don't mean demands in a yell. I'm not doing this unless you give me the money I want kind of way. But no, I think that's just his price. price. I mean, you gotta you gotta ask for what you're worth. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's not that's not the issue. Yeah, totally. Not, not him. It's not the hate the game, not the player. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know that's not the right way to say it, but that's what I'm saying. All right. Who put this uh, thing about gift bags in? I'm curious about this. Whose is this? Is this you, That's Bo? me. Tell me about yeah, this. Origi- Divinity Original Sin 2 is one of the best games ever made. And so when I see that in the headline, I get all excited. But I have no idea what this is. So, Bo, explain. Yeah. So there is, it's ba- they're basically free updates, but they're calling it gift bags. And it's a random, I don't know if it's a random, if everyone gets the same thing, but it's an assortment of cosmetics to, and goodies to add to your game. And the gift bags are free. They do not cost you money. Because they don't think they should, I guess, nickel and dime consumers that way, but still give us awesome little treats for playing the game. And I have never seen that before. <laughs> I don't think. And unless anyone can think of a game that's just decided, hey, we have DLC, but we're not going to make you pay for it. And it's not like free to play regular content. Well, how do you right? like? How do you get it? Like the game just updates in your library. Really. Do I have to go into a town and say, yo, Larry, give me the thing you, you owe me? I don't know the particulars, but apparently Gift Bag 1 is available today, and Gift Bag 2 will be coming up you know, in the future. And basically, a lot of the customization options and other content is, quote, inspired by the modding community. <laughs> so it looks like they're taking stuff from, you know, that might be created by players who, who patched, uh, make mod- mods for the game. And just give it out as official content. Uh, but again, it's all free. So it's just, I don't know. This is an interesting strategy. I still ha- have to reinstall and replay that game. Yeah. And this just gives me more incentive to want to actually do that and spend time in their game. You have to replay because, though, right? You, you still have all your, it does cloud saves and stuff. You'd be Well, right. no. So the definitive, uh, old saves from before oh, the definitive edition, yeah. definitive edition do not carry over. So, and I'm kind of at a point in Act 3, I'm like, I could start again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just giving it some buffer time. So I feel like I've been away from it and some stuff can be surprises again. Yeah. But I'm definitely looking forward to another playthrough. Um, Kyle Ferguson in the chat says, hmm, sounds like a hashtag ad to me. Hmm. (laughs) Nice. Nice, Kyle. Perfect. Uh, No, because the gift bags are free. <laughs> oh. And like we talked about last week with good games, it doesn't matter if a game launches or not. Like when you're playing it is when is the, it's actually important. And and so I'm really looking forward to redigging uh, into Divinity 2 once again. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I miss that game. I love that game. That's a good game. That video game is good. Mm-hmm. I'll say that five times. Especially fast. when you I like that game because you can find your way around problems. Mm that don't feel intended but mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. i skip yeah, even, i, I skip the whole castle in level uh, one that their buddy got eaten by a shark right exactly well it was great that's awesome uh real quick other games i've been playing this week uh division two launched early for early people um i got it it technically launches in full on friday and i like it a lot uh I think the Division 2 is a nice uh, iteration on 1 and feels better in the early goings than I remember. It's also a lot more difficult than I remember in solo play anyway. I'm sure with coordinated friends, the uh, the early goings isn't so bad. Um, but it's uh, I'm getting kind of my butt handed to me a little bit early on in that game. But I, I like the Division. I always did. And I think this is pretty solid so far. But I keep going back and forth between that and Wildlands, another Ubisoft game. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I'm 
I'm this close to, to calling Wildlands the best open world game on the market right now. Uh, I would call Division Two's not really that. Division Two's more like running, you know, loot and, loot and shoot kind of anthem slash destiny kind of. That's the category it's in. Wildlands is more like, uh, you, you know, what to compare it to like GTA's and and Assassin's Creeds and um, that sort of thing. Big open world, lots of goals to do, lots of exploration, lots of missions. Um, it's multiplayer, right? And like it's multiplayer. It's you can play it either way. I play solo, and it okay. plays great solo. Um, you can play it multiplayer though with friends if you want, or with strangers even. But uh, it's great. I think that game is great, and I don't know why I didn't give it more attention when it came out. I think I was put off by all the bug talk, but it's in a really great place right now, and I have so much fun in there. And I got the to the predator mission the other day. You guys, you walk around this corner in this jungle, and the music starts going dun 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 dun, dun like the old predator music from the '80s movie. And I'm like, what the frick is happening? And we're, I'm in this jungle space, and I see a big army dude standing on a rock. And I get up a little bit closer, and he's, like, talking to us. And then out of nowhere, um, what do you call it? A predator flies out of the tree, grabs the guy, rips his head off, or cuts his neck and throws him to the ground, and then runs up the tree and goes invisible. And then you got to try to kill the predator. Yeah. Yeah, and he he's a pain in the ass. He wiped me and my stupid AI guys out, like, multiple times. I still haven't beat now, him. His, now we're talking. His, now you got me. His mission icon on the screen is the, it's yellow. It's like a yellow icon, like all the story missions, except it's in the shape of that symbol he uses when he does his snipey yeah. thing. When you know the predator's aiming at you. Oh, it's just oh, like nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. It's completely nuts that, that that's even in, the, in there. Um. Anyway, I think that game is, is great. Despite the forget about the, the, that and other easter eggs like just from a vehicle ground combat helicopters airplanes just a very creative get in how you want to stealth going guns blazing snipe it's a perfect sniping game like sniping is so much fun uh really good game it's it's taking a huge a part of my life away right now i like it a lot uh john oh you said something earlier about the division two and you were gonna say something about it what were you gonna say i forgot yeah, so my, what I've been playing is I went on a quest for uh, a looter shooter of my own because uh, Anthem just isn't doing it for me, and I just really want to get into one. And it turns out I was having a really hard time doing it. I tried Borderlands 2. It's a great game, but it's a little dated, and I have a bit of an issue with Borderlands. It thinks it's funnier and cooler than it is, and sometimes <laughs> that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. And so I tried that. Uh, I want to get into Warframe. Warframe is insurmountable to me at this point. Mm. I install it. At some point, I tried it for about an hour, and I can't find out how to start over, which is what I feel like I need, because I just log in, and I'm a guy on a ship, and I'm like... I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this game. And so I'm very confused by it. So Warframe, I can't get into. Uh, Destiny, I don't want to spend any more money on Destiny. I, I feel like I've heard it's so good. You know, the Forsaken expansion, so good. Yeah. But I, I keep spending money on Destiny and getting upset. Yeah. And I need to just be done spending money on Destiny. 
So I'm I just went through all these games and the end result was I went, well, I don't like any of them. I guess I'm going to play Diablo three. And that's what I did. <laughs> the, the Probably the best looter. Well, not so much shooter, but looter. It's a good one. It really scratches that itch. Yeah, it, it did. It made me happy for I'm still playing it. And it's quick to get into, like, especially if you've played it previously, it's like, yeah, boom, you're just in there and you're doing the Diablo thing like right away. No, like oh, I have to get the end game, like even mid game is fun and mm-hmm. the same thing. So, gosh, it's hard to imagine why Diablo fans are so passionate and stressed about Blizzard's current stance toward Diablo. Like it is such an important game in my life. I just want oh, I just want more of it all the time. I'm happy to play three here and there. When I'm when I have the itch, but when you start talking like that, John, it just makes me go, "Oh, what are they gonna do?" And it's not just right. that phone game; it can't be. It's more than that. It's got to be. It's got to be the rest of my life. I got to be playing Diablo when I'm in a deathbed. Well, and it wasn't in our news, but it is maybe fortuitous timing because you know there is the Division Two, which I said I wasn't gonna play because fighting people is boring, mm-hmm. and it still is. Uh, it's still the worst, <laughs> and. <laughs> But I mean, people are saying it's good, so it's a it's a thing that I'm like I'm in the mood for this type of game, and people are like, "Well, this is good," and it's like, "Yeah, but it's just dudes, it's just army dudes yeah, running around." It's and a lot I, of dudes. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but it, it has made me more interested. But uh, they just teased what could be a new Borderlands game. Oh. Tell, they, tell uh, me more. Yeah. They put up a little a little teaser image that looks like we're going to be getting a new Borderlands soon. Did you see this, Scott? I did. Um, it's like a Boston, uh, hint about a Boston event where they'll talk about Egg, it. Exit 3. Exit 3. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it is. They have to have a Borderlands ready to talk about or at least announce. Here's my only worry with that game. I loved that game, especially 2. I loved it. Loved it, loved it was Diablo with guns and Mad Max. What else you want to give me in my life? That's all the three things I want. And it was great until I started doing co-op in there, which should have been the high point of that game, is playing co-op with friends. It didn't have personalized loot. That is a huge mistake because it's a fight, stop, look at a million things, wait, you grab that before I did, not cool. Like, do like every smart run, looter shooter does now and make it personalized. If three isn't personalized loot, they're going to lose me because that really screws the game. I hate it. Yeah, but maybe you can just like if you're playing with friends and you can just be like whoever's fast enough to pick it up just gets it. Yeah, but I hate that game. I also don't <laughs> like I don't like playing that in Apex or any of these other BRs. I hate that first run where it's like. Ooh, look, a blue, there goes John with my blue you know, helmet. Is it that point where I'm like, is everyone ready? Let's go fight. And I'm, I've got like an R99 and a wingman and everyone's like, I don't have a gun. I'm like, too late. We're going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm already, you, you guys, you guys aren't ready. Like, That's not my hang fault. on a second. Let me just drop the stuff I don't need. And it looks like a trash can just exploded around him. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is where all the items in the game were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the games where I have two Mozambiques because everybody else was faster picking up shit than I was. <laughs> but it, but I, I don't... Uh, Diablo... Diablo 3 was actually the first time I'd ever seen uh, personalized loot. I think that may have been the first one of these to do that in 2012. I don't think anybody else was doing it. And when I first realized that when I was playing my with my friends and I had them on comms and I could say, 
Wait, you're not seeing that that uh, that uh, um, legendary or this other thing? And he's no, I'm not. I don't see that. I see these other four things. I went, oh, it's it's personalized, and that's everything to me for a just a an efficient. Let's go. We still have the loot. We still have the fun. We still have the, all the stuff, but we don't have Jim Bob over there going, I need that gun, <laughs> getting it and running off with it. Ah, I hate that. So, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll see. I don't know. It, it depends on the characters, too. The characters were, I don't, I don't remember having as bad an experience. I'm not sure why, because I played that. I played all the expansions and the main game with Crofton. It was a co op, like the whole thing, like all the expand, all four of them all like 100 hours of gameplay we played two players and i think like the certain heroes are better with certain weapons so you don't end up depending on how you configure things you don't end up overlapping that much like if you're the pistol person or the sniper guy then like you know i'll take sniper snipers and you kind of sort that sort it out that way a little bit right i love i don't know i don't think it was that i don't i don't know that it was that bad but i never played with randos it would be bad with randos it would be the worst right but like with friends, I don't know. You'd be okay with cooperative friends. spirit. Like if it was you, me, Kyle, and John in, in a game, or you know, we'd all work it out. But what if okay. you talk? What if you okay? But if you can do personalized loot, there'd be no reason for the other thing, right? If it's personalized, then why would you want the other way? Well, you can still trade. So I mean, personalized loot really protects against asshats and not your good friends, unless your good friends are asshats. Well, but what like, if you can? Tra- what if it's personalized, but you can then trade? Yeah, that's what Diablo does. You can trade items when we're in a party, right? Like so, sort of. I think. No, you can. You have two hours to swap legendaries, just like in WoW. Oh, uh, so I mean, okay. like you might be a witch doctor. You get a witch doctor item you don't want. Instead of sharding it, you give it to me, and I can give it to my alt, you know, or something like that. Like you can trade out items there. So the personalized loot, but like Diablo really pushes online play with strangers, right? Like there is a a thriving, grindy community of just meeting up with strangers and grinding and farming and and <laughs> yeah there is yeah, like baby. Life, man. Mm-hmm. and i felt i never felt like borderlands felt like a who's on my friends list kind of game like i did do a few pub games and it was very meh yeah so i i would never recommend playing borderlands 2 without people you don't enjoy playing with um but if it's with friends it's i mean it's just a good bit of ribbing like you're like oh you're super fast but i'd be like what do you need? I give you all my items. Like I want the group to be powerful. You know, just like your raid team. And sure. You know, I think the way it should work is make it a toggle, turn it on or off, and then then you can decide. Sure. Most- Hopefully, you're right that you know between then and now they're going to look at Borderlands Three and make a better online experience. Hopefully, right. right. So I agree with you. Yeah. Yes. Well, today's title is probably going to be meeting up with strangers and grinding and farming. I think we're going to have that. I think as that's the slogan to farmersonly.com, right? <laughs> yeah. Bo knows something we don't. Hmm. What's farmers only? It's a, it's a dating, dating site, site for, for farmers. farmers only. Yeah. You know how they want, like, Catholic meetup. <laughs> oh, Catholic you meet know, but that and... makes sense. That makes sense. That's a hard and unique lifestyle. They're the backbone of all of our culture because they feed us, and yet right. we pay them nothing. Right. So I think you need, people need, who farm need to meet each other? Well, unless you live in the states, it's basically socialism for farmers here. They get they get bailouts every five minutes, but that's neither here nor there. Or the appropriate show to talk about current. Are they though? Are they making that much money? Are they rich? They're just rolling in no, government. They subsidy? just get bailed out constantly, like constant bailouts. It's crazy because they're in debt. Yeah, 
you know, because they don't make money. Yeah. I don't know, Scott. You're going like, to. They're the backbone. You do nothing if you don't eat. <laughs> Look, the so chat room's already started. They're already going to go off on this whole farmer thing. I'm sorry. You're going to hear I'm, from, I'm from so Canada, many farmers, it, there, Scott. Yeah. No, you have to. It's for the good of all to have food. Yeah. And if you I feel don't, like you're being held hostage. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean the dude up. People. I don't mean the dude up the road that's that shows up at the farmers market and sells all kinds of awesome food and is just working the family farm. I don't mean that guy or that. Oh, family. okay. You're talking about like mega corporate. Like we make nothing but corn and it's giant threshers all day and mostly robots. Sure. And oh no, we didn't make our profit. So please help us, I don't government. Consider those people farmers. I guess is my thing. They're it's machines and engineers. You know, when I think of farmers, I think of like I got this stuff I got to sell. That's a fine opinion of farming you got there, Scott. Yeah. It'd be a shame if you got E. coli. Yeah, I wouldn't need <laughs> wouldn't need that soybean if I were you. Uh, all right. Well, that's all well and good. Bo, you're still cranking it in uh, in darkest dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I'm cranking it in the darkest of dungeons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched your. Did we talk about it or maybe we didn't? I watched your stream. I think it was between last episode and now. It was, tw- it was between last episodes. You tuned in for a stream in which I turned it into an education stream about what all the different things mean. It was great. I really got a lot uh, out of that. I missed that part, and then I started playing. I turned it off before it became that and started playing myself. Yeah. I well, I don't know that you showed up, but f- Scott showed up. He said, I got 20% left on my phone. Tell me everything I need to know. Yeah, and he did <laughs> so right like, up till my phone died. My phone died yeah. at one point, and then I was like, well, I think I warned you, too. I was like, my phone's about to die. So then I, then hopefully you didn't have to keep explaining things to dummies so like me. But I've got the Crimson Curse DLC, and i got to say, there's three, I guess, epic-level dungeons in it. It's really hard. Yeah. I got through it, but not without losing some dudes and having to figure some stuff out. Mm. Maybe on your first playthrough, don't enable the DLC, unless mm. you got like extra characters and stuff. I have heard it that. Makes the, I've heard that it's uh, the, the, it, the reviews are kind of bad for that DLC, but not because they say it's bad content. They say that it should warn players who are buying this as a big bundle for the first time. It's like, oh, I hear this game's great. And look at all this cool DLC that you're actually going to make your life real hard. Uh, it makes the game very hard. And, and one of the things the game is not good at is tooltips and explaining things in the client. Yeah. It almost some stuff you're like, oh, I get why they didn't put it in here because dying to a mysterious thing is part of the fun of a roguelike but at the same time there's stuff in there like how combat works that is not explained in the game very clearly yeah and you find yourself going like what happened why did i miss three times and you're like oh my accuracy was decreased and this item i equipped decreased it even more and and that means i only hit 50 percent of the time so it's very likely the coin flip would land on heads four times in a row but well, because of that, I just lost my dude. So, and you can't save scum. It's gone. So it, it sucks when you do bad in that game and you're like, you know, why? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But so I would say the DLC is fun. I do like it. It's just, oh my God, at the end of it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> and that's just the first dungeon. There's yeah. two more of this. Yeah. Oh my. It's hardcore. Uh, so, Shep5158 was... in the chat says you can enable it, the DLC that is. If you don't go into those areas, it won't activate till you're ready. So, as long as I you didn't know that, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, when I when I logged the DLC, I was like, "Oh, sweet courtyard, let's go here." 
click, boom, my guys start getting infected. Yeah, they then, don't tell you that, I don't think, <laughs> right? And then, as I'm doing this, uh, I find gentlemen or gentlewoman such as yourself, Shep5158, came in and said, oh, hey, you know, you could have just never started that if you hadn't gone there. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> in the game being like, don't start this because you really want to. You know? yeah. So part two, I hope, has a bit more of that in the client to explain the systems yeah a handbook if you player's handbook if you will if you please uh one, one other question in the chat dmc5 worth i think it's dmc6 they mean right isn't that where we're at now on devil may no, cry it's five. Is it five yeah oh yeah. i keep getting the last one mixed up with five anyway worth 60 bucks i haven't played it yet i'm sorely tempted everybody seems to be loving that thing it I'm looks super tempted too yeah looks really ridiculous i don't know if i'm in the mood for an action uh stylized action thing right now like i need more i don't know what i want right now space games is what i want here's my problem here's why i'm hesitant to get it because normally devil may cry is a big sell Mm -hmm. i liked dmc so much it's Mm -hmm. my favorite one of those games and to see them cut that off and just go nah we're not doing that anymore yeah they're back to their basics but a lot of people are really happy about the back to the basics thing so yeah what's dmc DMC it was so like the re- they did yeah. between four and five. They tried to reboot Devil May Cry. They just called it DMC, and that reboot game was freaking <laughs> good. Yeah, it was good. It was so good. I loved it. It is <laughs> the best of those games. Yeah. Uh, but a bunch of you know a bunch of people who I don't know have bad opinions <laughs> didn't got really upset about that game and didn't like it as much. It was made by Ninja uh, Theory and they're awesome. Yeah, it was an awesome game. It had some of the coolest stages and bosses. Ah, oh, I loved it so much. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll just play that again. Yeah. I'm reading here what the yeah, it looks like It looks like it sold well. They just, I don't know, they were like, "Yeah, let's go back to the wacky off the wall Japanese directed stuff and see what happens. And it seems to be, I don't know, being well received. So, yeah. And I mean, I liked the games before, so it's not like it's criminal or anything. I just, ah, I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I never really played them. I think I tried two once. That's the worst one. Yeah. Two's (laughs) two's no good. You didn't like it. Yeah. Two's no good. One was a kind of a breath of fresh air. Two was poop. Three was okay. DMC was good. And then this new one looks interesting. So we'll have to see. Uh, All right. Well, there's all that. How about... Oh, I don't have a new thing for this. Did I already play this? Yeah, I already played that. Let's... uh, Well, you know what? Just for fun, let's do this. (laughs) A computer. It's time for an email. Uh, Actually, a call. We're going to do a phone call this week. And we'll just do one. I have some backed up, but we'll do those next week. Uh, this is one that got, we got on the voicemail line, 801-471-0462. It's all about Civ Six and new content. Check it out. I know you love 4X games, and Civilization Six has a new expansion out called Gathering Storm. I wanted to know if either uh, of any of y'all have tried it yet and uh, what you think about it. All right, thanks. All right, so I'm, uh, again, tempted. John, I know you were, or maybe you even got it. I can't remember. Not yet. Okay. I it is on my list. I love playing Civ. And yeah. every time I go to play it, which has been a lot recently, I'm like, yeah, but do I really want to get into a game when I could just buy the expansion and then have that? Mm. And 
I haven't been in a place to justify the money for the expansion, so I haven't played Civ at all. And now uh, I, I really, really, really want to get it. Yeah, I kind of do too. I haven't done it either. I have everything up to this point for six. I think six is great. Um, I'm sorely tempted as well, but I also, my least favorite thing in like city builders, which I know this isn't what that this is, but my least favorite thing in city builders is storms and natural disasters. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Can't stand them. And this seems like an expansion that's all about that. So yeah, but it's not a city builder. Like no, I know, I know. In a city builder, you're like I spent a hundred hours on the city, and this stupid thing just blew it off. Like <laughs> it's a challenge in a strategy game. Yeah, right. Because that happens a lot in Stellaris, and I like quite you know this part of oh galactic threat has come to just wipe everything out. Like it's you know you're the game's trying to make you lose, so that's okay. I think. I don't know. It's personal. If you don't like them, I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. I sure. Just, I think I'm okay with it in strategy games, but I agree with you in Sims. It's uh, I never liked them either. Yeah. This isn't out of nowhere in this game, is my understanding. This is a I built a city next to a volcano. It afforded me some perks, and the volcano erupted. I shouldn't have been surprised by this turn of events. It's not like you have a city and you're like, yeah, things are going good. And that's just like, oh, it's gone, by the way. Right. Now, I like to build coastal cities. And apparently this expansion adds global warming <laughs> and water levels will rise yeah. and maybe take out some of your coastal cities. So we'll cool. see how that goes. But I, I kind of dig it at the same time. Can you trigger an ice age with the global warming? Oh, I don't uh, know. So here's the thing, Bo. You can push... To cause global warming to happen in the game, like as a wind condition. Uh, no. Because if you listen to like people that are uh, the deniers, they might think that's a victory. They're like, "Sweet, turn this place into an ice ball." Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me. Now you're tempting me even more. Gosh dang it! Actually, yeah. now that you know this caller has done uh, a well, at least me a great disservice because I've I have 230 hours of Civ Five on the record. I was thinking, I think when first released, it was kind of meh on the reviews. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I'll skip a generation. Like, I played a lot of Civ. I don't need to play Six. Yeah. But the I'm looking at stuff now, and I, I guess it's really well received. So you, you've played it, Scott? Do you think it's yeah. better than Five? I like it better than Five, but I, I think it's because I like Shiny and New, and Five was getting a little long in the tooth for me. And a lot of people would argue that Five has all the best systems ever because it was had time to get all these great updates and you know stuff that six hasn't had time to do yet um but i for whatever reason i just feel really at home in six six feels great to me but i mean there are two x packs in now so i mean and presumably there's been some update i haven't followed it but probably some updates and stuff sure. i don't know sure yeah there's been yeah. stuff there was some religion not religion um what was it before the last major thing was something like that well there was rise and fall Religion was a big one in one of the expansions, in, I believe. In, in five, there was a big religion expansion. Yeah. That could be what I'm thinking. Maybe of, I'm thinking I of that too. Play them all. But five is yeah. now, I mean, we are on the verge of five being 10 years old. That's crazy. That feels like yesterday. Well, it's, it's same year as, um, in fact, it may have been the same month as, as StarCraft II, Wings of Liberty, I think. Jeez. I know. <laughs> That's a long time ago. I don't like thinking about it uh anyway we'll see maybe one of us will pick it up and check it out i do like me some 4x 
Although right now I'm so I need, I need my life. Like, oh my god, that game has It'll the game's a ruiner. It's you. in the ruiner category of games for me. Yeah, you'll never. I mean, you'll just sit there and die. Is what you'll do. Yeah. I have called out of work because of that game, which is not something I can say about almost any game. <laughs> yeah, <Called out>. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> oh, you mean like uh, you called in? Called in and said, "I'm not coming in." Yeah. Called in sick, but you guys say called out sick. Right. Oh, I never do We're that. Same, same thing. I say call in. I say call in sick. I've never said call out sick. That's different. Well, That's new to me. All right. Well, maybe it's not an American thing. Maybe it's a Arizona thing. I don't know. I say call out sick because I'm going to be out. You're like, oh, that game's coming out this week. I'm going to call out sick. No, I wouldn't I'm, say that. I'd say I'm that game's them coming out. Giving a ring out. on the phone and going, I'm out. I'm going to call in no, sick. No, but you're, you're calling in to the office yeah. to say sick. Calling in sick. <laughs> you're calling in. You're not Hello? calling out. Sick. Sick. No. Who is this? Sick. Sick. Yeah. Brilliant. Nah, I call out sick. All right. Well, maybe maybe other people do it a different <laughs> way, but that's how I do it. That's really weird. Chat room. Uh, I'm trying to gauge the reaction. I make to an this. outbound call <laughs> to let them know that I'm sick. So the calls inbound to them. Monica says call out. Uh, right, but I'm calling out. But all your calls are out. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But where you're calling is always different. But yeah. where you're always calling. You're... 100% of your calls are out from whatever <laughs> device you're using. There's no need. You can just say, I call sick. I right. call you, sick. You can use the word but out. That sounds like word. I'm claiming it. I'm not claiming it. Call in sick. Calling in. Call Everyone's saying 100% calling in. Calling out of call. work. Who has ever done calling in of work? No, none of that works. Monica's saying funny words now that don't make sense. I, I you know what? I We're seeing an... to be to let them know I'm gonna be late. <laughs> like I'm calling in. I'm calling into the office. Yeah. I'm not calling out of my house. Like a hundred percent of all my phone calls, which are calling out, or my cell phone. Like, uh-huh. yeah, it's these to be calling in. You guys, you guys have to fix that. That's a that's a look. There are enough language people error. saying both that I'm going to be just comfortable with the way I say it. John's going to start right. saying, I'm not, he's going to stop, he's going to start saying, I'm going on holiday. You need to start yeah. doing that. I want to go on holiday. You don't go out for holiday? <laughs> <laughs> it's out of your house. No, he plays Sim You know what's weird, though? No, no I, never mind. I take that back. Actually, you know what, though? At the end of the day, we live in a new generation. I text that I'm sick. I don't call anybody. Mm. I hardly call anyone ever for anything. I'll talk to my wife yeah. multiple times a day, but that's it. Like, it's if a you good point. To... We still say calling, but we, yeah. These are, yeah this I is barely a, a phone. Saying I'm going to be sick and not in the office. Today. Yeah, this is my pocket p- computer. <laughs> I don't use it for phone. It's not a phone. This should be called an I, not a phone. That's what that should be called. <laughs> not a phone. Not a phone. Not the phone. Well, I not the phone. If you like guys, if you if you like guys, if you like video games. <laughs> If you like guys, we've got a website for you. Yeah, boy, farmersonly.com. Uh we're gonna play games after this. What are we playing? Are we playing heroes tonight? Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm in the mood. I think so yeah, let's do let's sure. play some heroes tonight. Um so that's gonna happen here shortly. We'll have Kyle and Kristen uh with us and uh we'll play. Also, don't forget this weekend there will be dungeons at there will be dungeons.com. You can catch a live show on Saturday at 3 p.m. Mountain, that's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And uh, more D&D happening there. Um, that's it. Oh, uh, leave us voicemails, 801-471-0462. Uh, 
Uh, if you're so inclined, we'd love to play your call. i got a couple still hanging around. We'll do those next week. And uh, if you add some more, maybe we'll get them all next week. I don't know. You can support this show at patreon.com slash core show. You can find us at frogpants.com slash core. And follow us on Twitter. Core pod for the show. John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. That'll do it for us. For me, for Bo, for John. See you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.